Welcome to the Utah Women in Leadership Podcast. We are continuing our new series of conversations highlighting each of the 18 critical areas of focus that are part of A Bolder Way Forward. I'm Dr. Susan Matson, the Karen Haight Huntsman Endowed Professor of Leadership at Utah State University, and I'm also the founding director of the Utah Women in Leadership Project. And today I'm here with some of the leaders who are heading up the finance area of focus, and we call the areas of focus spokes in the wheel of change. First, Melanie Jukes, an extension professor for Utah State University. Susan Spears, CEO of the Utah Association of CPAs, and Brittany Griffin, Policy and Communications Deputy at the Utah Treasurer's Office. Welcome to all three of you today. Thanks. Thank Thank you. Thanks. Now, first, as an introduction for our listeners, if you've not heard of A Boulder Way Forward, it's a statewide movement that is bringing together businesses, organizations, individuals, communities who are either already doing related work around girls and women or who are ready to engage and lean into the work. If we are serious about ensuring that Utah girls and women and their families better thrive, we need to create positive change much faster. A Bolder Way Forward leaders are working together to accomplish bold goals in 18 critical areas that require societal change, and one of these is finance. Let's jump into the questions with my three guests today. Melanie, first, please provide our listeners with an overview of the finance spoke Um, And just tell us a little bit more. Sure. So the finance spoke is focusing primarily on empowering women of all ages to achieve financial security and sustainability. And you might wonder, like, why does that matter? Um, Why? Why women? Well, in Utah, specifically, we have some gaps with between women and financial security and stability. Let me give you a few examples. For one is the gender pay gap. So Utah is actually worse than the national average, and the national average isn't so great anyway. Nationally, women earn 82 cents for every dollar that a man earns. And in Utah, that's 70 cents for every dollar that a man earns. So that's quite a big difference. Also, um, there's been some studies that show when a woman takes, well, when anybody takes a one-year break in their career, it can lead to about $100,000 in lost income and investments. And we know in Utah, it's more often women than men who are taking leave from work to take care of their own family, whether that be children or aging parents, as examples. And also, we know that on average, women live longer than men. So they need more money to last longer, but also to compensate for them earning less money in the long run. So yeah, we definitely want to empower women to excel in their financial security and stability. And we hope to do so through financial education. And that includes helping Utah women to learn how to make informed financial decisions to serve their own life goals and improve their financial wellness, but we can't do it alone. So our hope is to bring together individuals and organizations from around the state who can provide that crucial financial information, who are developing innovative resources, who are already offering or want to be offering timely educational opportunities to increase awareness of personal finance best practices and gatherings to meet new friends and mentors and advocates who are all um, in this same circle of wanting to improve this We hope to focus on budgeting and managing debt and improving credit scores, homeownership, estate planning, investment, understanding insurance needs, protecting money, 
um, entrepreneurship and starting a business. But our, our whole vision really is to empower all Utah women of all ages to achieve that financial security and sustainability by increasing their financial competence and confidence. I love that. And when you, as we all know, when we lift uh, that competence and confidence in women, it actually lifts their families too. I love that. Susan, any additional thoughts that you want to add? Yeah, you know, Melanie, you've covered some great, some great points. And as we think about finances, I think about even with what I deal with on in an everyday world thing, finance hits every single thing that we do. So as we look at this Boulder Way Forward um, initiative, we, we know that it's hitting, you mentioned gender pay gap. We know higher education, home and family, workplace culture, um, sexual assault, domestic violence, workforce development, and even our STEM field. So as we as we work on our spoke and expand into these other areas, our hope is is that we can have some sort of touch on each of the other spokes so that there is more community awareness and we can bring this all together. And and Susan, as I've really looked at the connection, I really do think that finance intersects with every single one of the spokes and also what we're calling impact teams. Brittany, anything else to add there? I think they've covered it pretty well. The one thing that I will add that has been really impactful to me is as I've monitored online conversations and attended and hosted conferences, I've seen a recurring question and that's I'm in a situation involving domestic violence. I'm financially dependent on my partner and I can't get out of this situation. What do I do? And you know, when I first started looking into the, this question, that's not, or this issue broadly, that's not something that I'd focused on or or thought would be this recurring theme. Um, and that's that's been really impactful, me and helping drive my mission toward improving the financial well-being of women and girls. And oftentimes people don't connect those two, but there is a direct connection between women's choice to leave and oftentimes with their children and their confidence and confidence with money. So thank you so much. Susan, I'll go back to you. What are the bold goals your spoke will be working toward for 2026 and 2030? You know, there's quite a few. It, could, it can sound overwhelming, but um, it's been brought up several times now just in this short conversation, competence and confidence among women. And so one of the first things that we'd like to do is increase the financial competence and confidence among our high school girls. Um, starting in 2008, it was our legislator man, mandated that we would have a financial literacy class. And one of the interesting things that we see is we continue to see our young women scoring lower than their male counterparts on this. So we're going to deep dive into that and see if we can figure out the whys. And from those ways, begin to provide insights to our educators so that we can pull those scores up. Because part of that is, is related to increasing that wage gap and the education and the STEM. So we want to do that. And then um, we talk about women in retirement. Melanie mentioned that if a, if a female takes time out to work, that lessens their ability to um, retire more comfortably. And we see that... Even here in the state of Utah, um, 
just under half the women over 65 have 48% of their needs met. And wow. as compared to their male counterparts, that's pretty huge. Yeah. Women live longer than men. Women also leave a lot of their financial decisions to their male counterparts, to their spouses. This is also concerning so that when they come into the situation where they're now widowed or single or living alone, they don't always have that knowledge base. We want to increase the amount of women who have emergency savings. It's pretty sad that in our nation, 57% of our adults do not have $1,000 set aside to meet an emergency expense. We've got to desperately increase that. And a thousand dollars is just a set of tires or or something. One one emergency. That's that's it. Yeah, it's scary. It's very scary. And then you throw the children on top of that. I mean there there becomes an exponential concern there. Um we want to increase the females making financial decisions in the home. You know, women have huge impacts, especially at the family level, because our children are learning from us. So if we can do that, we're at 33% right now that are involved in making 33, we're involved in making 33% of the financial decisions, but we make purchases of between 70 and 80% Hmm. of the consumer goods. That ratio is way out of balance. There's a huge disconnect, you're right. So as part of this, we want to make women aware of the financial resources. Again, this is where the relationship between the spokes come in. Um, how do we utilize those financial resources? Increase that confidence so the women believe and are confident expressing, yes, I do need to be part of this decision making. I can do this. And, um, and even to the point that they are managing their own financial resources. So we've got a, we've got a lot on our plate, but yeah. we're up for it. Yeah, and and as uh, Melanie said, you're the spoke leaders, the coordinators, and Kirk is in there too. You could see him on the website. Uh, we appreciate his work as well. And one of the biggest roles is for you to coordinate all kinds of organizations, all kinds of people together. I think that that's the key to really changing things in the state. So our time is moving quickly. We have a few more questions. Brittany, I'm going to go to you. How are you going to measure progress? Measuring progress and even establishing a baseline is a challenge and has been historically. So this has been a really interesting and helpful exercise. We have a work group comprised of some brilliant individuals who are going to help us tackle this issue. But really, we've We've been looking at data going back, you know, since the inception of the graduation mandate. Um, But specifically in 2018, the state treasurer's office partnered with the state auditor to conduct a performance review of Utah's high school general financial literacy program. So as you might know, Utah is recognized as a leader in the nation for teaching our youth financial literacy because of efforts that we've taken to improve financial wellness within the state, including being the first to require that our high school students complete a general financial literacy course in order to graduate. As Susan mentioned, as part of that graduation mandate, we test our students at the end of the course. And the 2018 audit found that our female students and our minority students performed worse on the exam than our white males. Um, We haven't been 
able to explain why or figure out how to change that statistic, but it's really alarming. And I'm very excited that as part of this effort, we now have that work group focused on that question and looking at the the data from the end of course exam to measure the progress on increasing the financial competence and confidence in our high school girls. Um, Also interesting to note that as part of that audit, we found that the students who take the general financial literacy class in high school have improved knowledge and behavior later in life. So effectively empowering our girls in that course and improving their scores is critical to lifelong financial empowerment. I love that. Yeah. So we're also looking at Census Bureau data to help measure progress on increasing the percentage of women who have a retirement account and emergency savings. We're unsure if this data is granular enough to focus Mm -hmm. in on our state-specific questions, but that's where we're starting. Um, We also have several metrics where we're relying on the Utah Women in Leadership Project survey to help us track progress, since we weren't aware of any other sources that that are looking at what we're we're hoping to track. Um, We're very interested in increasing the number of women who are involved in the financial decision-making process at home. So we'll compare the results from that survey with national shed data. We'll take a similar approach when monitoring the number of women who are involved in financial decision-making in the home, um, as well as awareness of financial resources, the number of women who are utilizing those resources, the number of women who believe it's valuable for them as women to understand their personal finances. as well as the importance and confidence in managing their finances. So that's where we're starting. I, I expect that this is some of that will, will change and evolve kind of as we go. Yeah, data are, are hard to collect of our metrics. But, uh, but if we want to change, we need to understand where we're at and how, how we can move forward. Thank you so much. We've just got another couple of minutes. So I'm going to go very quick on these last ones. And the Utah Treasurer's Office, I love having that Treasurer's Office as one of the partners and also Susan, your organization as well. But very quickly, can you mention a few other partners? Uh, Susan. You, you know, we have a lot of affiliate groups. We've got AARP that's working with our senior citizens, Bamboo HR Workforce, Utah Department of Commerce, U, I mean, Utah State Extension, um, the Suazo Business Center that's going to be helping with our Latino people, um, Granite Credit Union. Our, our credit unions and our banks have a lot of interest in this because health, healthy financial women make for healthy banking situations as well. So we, we've got a lot of people involved, um, more coming on as word gets out. Great. Thank you so much, Melanie. I'll ask you, how can people get involved? Yeah, go to a bolderwayforward.org and click on the finance book. You'll find the contact information for Susan and me and Brittany. You can reach out to us and we'd be happy to connect you to the right working group that fits you best based on your abilities and your skills and the things you'd like to work on. And if you're not quite ready to jump in on a committee, we can still keep you informed on the work that's happening so that when something comes near your area or you know, in another way that you're ready to help, you can be informed about that as well. I love that. Thank you so much. And each of you, if you can just take a, you know, 15, 20 seconds and give me any final thoughts that you have. Susan, I'll start with you. You know, I think that we each, 
every one of us can have some improvements in our own financial well-being. And I would just suggest that you take a take an hour or two and just take a personal financial inventory of where you are. Thank you. Brittany. As we've discussed, finances play such an important role in our lives and really affect almost every issue facing us as women and is key to helping build us up and create a more secure future, not only for ourselves, but for our children and our other loved ones as well. So again, following Susan's advice and taking that financial inventory and figuring out where you are and what you can do to improve, you know, small steps are, are vital in um, and simple in improving our future. I I really appreciate that. One thought that quick, quickly came to mind was, was that this is not just about women working to help other women and girls, but men need to engage in this. It's so important for families, for men too, to make sure their daughters are raised to understand finances and their spouses or partners as well. So Melanie, any last thoughts? Yeah, my recommendation for everyone is to start talking about money more. It's often so taboo in our society to talk about money and we're afraid. And that doesn't mean you have to tell people how much money you make or exactly how much you spend. But why do you make certain decisions that you do around money? And maybe you don't know yet and need to do a little brainstorming and journaling to figure out why you do. But I think anybody, men, women, as the more we talk about money, the more we can teach people about things that work and mistakes we've made and how we've learned from them or how we've adjusted to move forward. And that makes it easier for people that maybe don't know what they don't know to then ask questions and start finding resources and start finding the assistance that they need to really improve their lives. So talk about it. Make it less taboo. Melanie, Susan, and Brittany, thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast episode hosted by the Utah Women and Leadership Project at Utah State University in partnership with Utah Public Radio, USU Extension, and the John M. Huntsman School of Business. And thanks to Nick Poroff for his technical support. To learn more or to get involved, visit the website of bolderwayforward.org. This movement requires thousands of us working together to create positive change for for Utah's girls and women, please consider joining us. In addition, learn more about the Utah Women and Leadership Project at utwomen.org. Thank you.